Welcome to the Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from separate locations here in and around Nashville, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Edmond, and I'm joined as I am every week by a man who won't smoke a 42 ring gauge cigar because he's afraid of catching the petite coronavirus, Mr. Shane Reeves. You, I can't believe you went for that again. I can't believe you went it's for that joke. Really? You went that the, was the only one I came prepared with. Once again, the least affected by coronavirus of any human being on the planet. And you're still using that joke. So you're the one that that stopped, that forgot to hit record until we were eight minutes into the show, and you have the audacity to co- to come at me on the on the restart. No, I hit record. Just the card was protected, which <laughs> it, which is a completely a thing that happens to you at least twice a month. That is not true at all. <laughs> at least twice a month, we get started. You say, "Hold on, hold on, it ain't recording," and then you we figure out that it's that one of us has hit the card in the matter of switching. Yeah, and you know when I recognize that? Before I've even finished the intro. Not eight minutes in. (laughs) Well, there's always that. But, boy, y'all just missed eight eight great minutes of podcasting. (laughs) So I should let the listeners know uh, why we are bickering and why it may sound a little different this week. Uh, We are going to try our best not to spend a whole lot of time going on and on about the coronavirus, because I know most of you are probably like us and you've had an earful by now. Uh, That being said, we have changed things up. Uh, Shane and I are actually doing this via FaceTime this week, each recording our own separate channels and responsible for our own audio. So if I sound great, uh, that's to be expected. If Shane sounds terrible, that's also to be expected. Uh, (laughs) But so we are both still under quarantine. As well, it goes. just to, just to set the stage for the listeners, I'm sitting out here on my back porch. The weather's beautiful. It's about seventy degrees. Um, it's really freeing to record the podcast without pants on. And just my wife's over here next to me. She's playing poker. The lab was wandering around somewhere. Trey's in the shed where the Unabomber built his first bomb. <laughs> <laughs> True, but it's me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> that, telling you. No, that is, you, you do have a point. Yeah, uh, my home office is actually the garden shed, so there's, there's various implements. There's actually painter's tarp stapled to the wall like I'm a serial killer. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like an episode of Dexter. I'm just telling you. A little, it's a little bit. <laughs> now, how quickly does that area fill up with smoke? Do you have some sort of exhaust? Is it naturally leaky enough? How does that work? It, it is naturally leaky enough. Uh, there is, there's no insulation. There's a gap at the bottom of the door, which I also have cracked a little bit. And, uh, it's corrugated uh, sheet metal roof that has nothing to keep anything uh, out or in. So it it evapor it it escapes pretty easily. So basically, built like the standard outhouse. Yeah, basically. Okay, well that, then it makes sense because I noticed you know during the winter when Glenda and I would sit out in the garage, we have a two car garage. But the span of two cigars will fill a two-car garage full of smoke. Yes, it will. Uh, I've, I've been in that boat many times before. 
This is actually, and I usually keep a fan going in here too, which really helps. I don't have it on just because I don't want to spoil the quality of the audio. But um, before we get too much further talking about a bunch of crap that our listeners can't see or have anything to do with, why don't you tell me what you're going to smoke tonight? So tonight I'm going to smoke a special cigar. I've been kind of in the regular rotation and we're going to talk about quarantine cigars a little bit later. Um, with a bare amount, bare minimum amount of mention of coronavirus or why we're quarantined, but we are going to discuss quarantine cigars. I'm smoking a La Flor Dominicana Cigar Mansion R&R Cigars Football Special. So, this is a football edition that they did for R&R Cigars down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for the um, Alabama versus Tennessee game. And we, everybody that's listened during that time knows we always talk about the cigar tradition that goes on with Alabama and Tennessee football. And uh, it's a Nicaraguan sun-grown wrapper over a Dominican binder and filler. It only comes in one size. It's a 6.5 by 54 torpedo. Um, and I managed to get a hold of a whole box of these. And it just felt like, and it's funny because I actually gave one away to somebody and then somebody gave me one. So I, I'm back to net zero. So you replenished your box. That's right. So now I'm just sitting here and I'm going to smoke this. And I I foresee this being a good cigar. Is this just a matter of there's no sports on, so you had to make up for it? I mean, I know you're not much of a sports guy anyway. You know, we'll get into this a little bit later. I spent last week kind of in a with a lot of stress in my life because I'm a system person. And when you start goofing around with my system, I get mad. So I spent a lot of last week mad as all this junk started. So I thought to be in the proper frame of mind to enjoy the cigar cast this week, I needed a special cigar. I am very much in the same boat. And just and I will say I am proud of you for not actually throwing a party or a parade once I announced that our wedding has had to be postponed as a result of this, because I know you were looking forward to getting out of that. Yeah, I I was actually, you know, again, faking my own death, but now that kind of seems pointless, which we we still got plenty of time. You pushed it back to August? August, yeah. Okay, well, tell everybody what you're smoking for. We seem like we can't get around to the cigars tonight. That's right. So I am smoking, um, it actually happens to be the last one of a box I bought a few weeks ago. Uh, One of the things with this quarantine is I have been smoking through my stash a lot more quickly than I would have otherwise. This is the Lara War 115. You had one on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, after I had one, I just really fell in love with it. It's an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper and over Dominican binder and filler. A Dominican, Brazilian, and Nicaraguan binder and filler. Sorry, um, it's just like I said. I'm I'm on my last one out of a box. I'm really really enjoying it. Uh, it, it just felt I realized I hadn't had one on the show, so I figured I owed it. Um, owed it that. I feel like that is the smoothest, complex cigar that I smoke. That cigar, it's really complex. It's got a lot going on, but it's just so smooth. It's like really fine whiskey. Yeah, I would give you that. It's definitely, there's a lot going on, especially with that Brazilian 
and that Brazilian tobacco in the in the binder and filler, and then with the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, you've just got so many unique and specific flavors that are playing together very very well. But nothing is overpowering. It doesn't hit your palate with a lot of strength. You know, it's it's not overpowering. It's very very balanced. It, it, it's a phenomenal cigar. It's a it's a perfect way for them to highlight their 115th anniversary for sure yeah just a high quality smoke now i went um the friday before we we finally held forded up here at the house and all i went to the shop and i bought two boxes i bought a box of africas and i bought a box of 115s and i want to tell everybody if you've had your eye on the box and you've got the means now's the time help your local brick and mortar out and go buy a box of cigars and, and and not only are you helping out the people who really keep this industry running in a time with a lot of uncertainty, you know, if we thought the FDA regulations that we've been talking about for 10 years were bad, a lot of businesses are you know, looking at the potential for not being liquid enough to be able to reopen after all this is said and done. Now is the time to support them, but also... A lot of them are running some really deep specials right now. You can actually get a pretty good deal on a box of cigars right now at a brick and mortar. Yeah, um, actually, I seen one where they were giving away a bottle of whiskey with a box of cigars, and all of nice whiskey. And I believe it was Corona cigar. He was giving away some very nice whiskey with a box of cigars. If you had him drop one off. Oh, I was about to say, was that in Tennessee? Because that seems like our backwards liquor laws would have prevented something like that, but. Florida makes sense. Oh, man, it's Thunderdome now. When it comes to whiskey and cigars, it's full Thunderdome. Every, everything goes. They're, they're bringing margaritas to the curb at Mexican restaurants. I can't think of a worse ideal. <laughs> oh, here you go, honey. I even... <laughs> I was really excited to see that liquor stores are considered essential businesses in Tennessee as well. I thought that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> well, I'm... the. The um, Mexican restaurant here in town that if you ordered like two dinners brought you out a styrofoam cup full of margarita, I'm thinking that's just not a good ideal. It may be a great business ideal, but that is not a good ideal for for highway and traffic in general. And also, <laughs> well, Mom has been locked in no with the kids the too right long. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, exactly. I said that's a good thing is there's not really a whole lot of people on the road right now. It is interesting doing it this way. Our timing gets a little off a little easier because we can't see each other's visual clues as well. Even on Facebook or FaceTime, you still don't see each other's visual clues quite as well. Yeah, I was sitting here wondering how I'm going to flag you when we get close to the halfway mark. That's going to be interesting as well. Oh, well, you'll you'll come up with something, I'm certain. Um, well, now that we're about a third into the show, do we want to start talking about some cigar-related news? Yeah, let's talk about a cigar that I've had that I really liked, that I think I got because Hutch wasn't sure that these were special editions, because I don't recall paying this much for this cigar. Now, it may just be he had them at a deal and took care of me. I won't say anything, but the H Up and Upman Nicaragua by A.J. Fernandez, Finca La Lalilia. 2009 i'm certain you said that correctly i cannot wait to get my hands on this cigar uh and i didn't really i mean it shouldn't have surprised me that casa has them 
Uh, be, but I didn't realize that they had them in, and so I haven't gotten my hands on one of them yet. But this is this is a cigar that I will smoke before the end of the day tomorrow. Well, when I was grabbing cruise cigars and all, and I was in there getting my cruise cigars, I seen that that what is that color of band? Is that mauve? Is that cyan? What would you call that color of band that the AJ Fernandez azure up, azure? And I knew you would know the name for it. But that color of band, um, and I just snatched up a couple of them because I just thought they were the regulars. And then I got on the boat and seen that they were special editions. Ah. So that was something really interesting. But it's an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The binder is Nicaraguan Corojo 99. The filler is Piloto Cubano from the Dominican Republic and Nicaraguan Criollo 98. So I'm really enjoyed this this cigar and it says 375 boxes of 20 cigars but i don't think i paid 12 bucks for this cigar i really think i got this at the regular h upman aj fernandez price i don't know why but i really are you think certain that I, this was the cigar that you smoked oh yeah yeah i remember the band specifically and uh, why does it say it's not being released for six weeks oh no i, I was just <laughs> curious uh, no, I remember no, that was, band specifically. Okay, but 375 boxes is a small run, even for a limited release. Yeah, see, but now this could also be um, Half Wheel could have been misinformed on this particular thing because there was a bunch of them there. I, yeah. I can't imagine that they all went to Casa de Monte Cristo, Nashville. But anyway, another thing, another thing i want to discuss new do you want to discuss a new accessory or a new cigar uh let's go to the cigar so epc is doing a TAA exclusive that will be the thickest encore to date so the is that really a marketing feature that you want to be known for we've got the thickest cigar well it seems like a locker room style brag it, it kind of does, but I remember smoking the Encore because it was the number one cigar two years ago. And I thought it was delicious. I liked it, and I thought, boy, I would like this in a little bigger size. So them t- making one now that's six inches by 56 ring gauge really does make me happy. That's right in my wheelhouse. Now, of course, it's a TAA exclusive, and we've covered my dislike of the fact that I've got to drive you know, a hundred miles to get a TAA store. And I want, I, I still don't, I think TAA is an organization that has outlived its usefulness. Can I just come forth and say that in life? Yeah, I think so. Okay. You, you were sitting there blankly for a minute. I didn't know if the, if the stream had frozen or what was going on. <laughs> no, I was reading the article and not paying attention to what you were saying. That doesn't have anything to do with the fact that we're not recording face-to-face. I do that all the time anyway. I just don't usually get caught. <laughs> well, the Encore TAA 656 is set to retail for thirteen twenty-five a cigar and comes in 10-count boxes. Good price. That's a yeah, good, very price good price for that particular cigar. Only 750 boxes will be made. I'm getting kind of tired of these short-run cigars, you know, because I'm hesitant to buy. It keeps the cigar nerds happy. But I consider myself somewhat of a cigar nerd. I have those tendencies, and it ticks me off because what if I get it, you know, 
I've had a couple of occasions that I could have had a Arturo Fuente BBMF and all, which is supposed to be the pinnacle of that Opus BBMF line. And I have passed, because, not because I didn't want to spend the money, but because I didn't want to like the cigar, because then I would have to wait forever to get another one. Yeah. And, uh, and these short runs are really getting on my nerves in, these, uh, in this kind of case. No, I think that's a fair criticism. And this, this being the worst of that, because not only is it 750 boxes, it's, there are only 240 stores in the entire country that you could find them in. Well, and so it's a needle in a needle stack. And at thirteen twenty-five a stick, they're going to move fast. Yeah, I mean they're going to be in and out of there in a hurry. So my chances of smoking one of these is right between zero and none. And I, all right, so I want to talk about this St. Dupont accessory. I've held off for as long as I can. St. Dupont I've- launches. This is from Cigar Aficionado and the Cigar Gear section. St. Dupont launches first dual torch lighter. The XX does that Dream, surprise you? That they, I would have been willing to bet that they already had a dual torch in their lineup. No, because I, I always liked them a little better because they didn't. You no, know, that's fair. Hey, you only need one torch if you can get it done right. It's not the size of the lighter; it's how well you can use it. And I. I really felt like that's always been S.T. DuPont's claim to fl- fame is. Claim to flame? That's a Freudian I slip. I like it. That's a Freudian <laughs> slip. Um, that they didn't need all the gimmicky. But does is it just me or does this look exactly like a Calibri Firebird? There's nothing that makes me want this lighter. As someone who used to represent and sell Calibri Firebird, I can tell you this looks nothing like a Calibri Firebird. I do get what you're what you're going for, though. To me... I would have sworn up and down that they had always made this lighter. It looks just like something I could have sworn I've, I've already seen from them. And it could be that the only difference is just the double flame instead of the, the single. I do wow. like that they uh, took the initiative, initiative to angle the two flames together so you do end up with a point where the flame is the hottest uh, rather than just a wall of, of flame. But... Yeah, but I've said before, I'm a I'm a twin torch guy. I either I either like a soft flame or or a two torch. I, I don't like three or more, and I don't really like singles. I like the wall of flame. I I prefer the wall of flame. I would like this better if it didn't come to a point, because the wall of flame you can kind of hold your cigar the right distance and get the whole end. And True. I even it, like the three torch wall of flame. Well, I was about to say, with a three-torch, it makes a little bit more sense. With this, though, you get the benefit of the extra flame from the second torch, but you also get all of the uh, accuracy, for lack of a better word, uh, that you would get with a single torch for doing touch-ups and things like that. So it's kind of best of both worlds. This is my prediction. This will be the worst-selling ST DuPont in the history of the company. I don't know how we'll ever track that, but it's gonna it's gonna retail for three hundred and ninety eight dollars, and it just doesn't it doesn't have that class. If James Bond fired up a cigar with this, you would feel like you know he beat up a henchman that was working for minimum wage and took it off his body. 
Yeah, it definitely does not have the class or the pizzazz that S.T. DuPont is known for. I do think it's very ugly. Uh, and it and at $398, I mean, I just don't see where the value comes from in that. Yeah, there's no gravitas. There's nothing, you know, S.T. DuPont's look good for a reason, and they should keep to that. But since we're talking about the Davidoff company and S.T. DuPont, does, does Davidoff own S.T. DuPont? No, they just make some of their uh, bespoke items. Okay, well, I thought Davidoff, because our Davidoff rep is the one that sells S.T. DuPont locally here. So there's got to be some sort of a business connection there. Well, yeah, they do some they do some of Davidoff's branded limited edition accessories. Well, let's talk about the Davidoff new travel humidors for 2020. This is from CigarJournal.com. Um, basically, they introduced two new travel humidor variants this year um, called the Outdoor and the Explorer. And, you know, I can't say that I have ever looked at an accessory before and just automatically judged the person who would own this. I, I've never seen an accessory that more exemplifies. I just don't think anybody that I would like the person that owns this. I guarantee you they're a douchebag that owns a Tesla. Well, you know what this looks like to me? It reminds me of in nineteen in the late 1980s when you would go get school supplies and you would get the Trapper Keeper. It and, looks remarkably like a Trapper Keeper. Yeah, it looks almost exactly like a Trapper Keeper for cigars. And, and the Trapper Keeper, worst invention ever. What did they make those things out of? Crepe paper? And uh, my Trapper Keeper would last maybe a week till this cover started falling off and everything started coming apart. Yeah, I'm convinced and, uh, they just undid cardboard packages from like toothpaste and other and pasta boxes and use that. Yeah. Now they don't mention the price of these on here. I wonder what the price of these is going to be. And I uh, will have to do some research, but it's Davidoff, so you know it's going to be, I say, four hundred dollars or over. I was going to say in about the $300 range, so we'll have to come back and find out who was closest. But nothing about this is appealing. I don't understand who's buying this particular accessory. And I don't know. And maybe it's me. Maybe I am just anti-Davidoff um, just because of the... I'm not a big Davidoff cigar fan. I'm not a... There's really not anything Davidoff makes that I'm a big fan of, and then they... Pulled the whole Avo deal, which we raved about toward the end of last year. Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased. Could be. Um, I I also take points off for them in how horribly photoshopped these promotional photos are. It's especially the one for the uh, the outdoor line, which looks kind of like a wet bag if you've ever seen, or a dry bag rather. Um, if you've ever seen the plastic bags that the top rolls over and they clip together to keep water out for like a canoe trip or something. Oh, yeah. It looks like that. But if you look, it's very obviously photoshopped onto a, a high-rise desk in London with a photoshopped lighter, photoshopped cigar. Like, you guys own a cigar company. You couldn't get a couple of cigars and a lighter to, to actually put in front of this thing? 
Well, and hey, if you're going to call it the outdoor, here's an idea. Let's take the picture outdoors. I'm not saying exactly. it do. I'm not saying take it in Trey's Unabomber shed, but I am saying take it, go outside somewhere and take a picture. You know, scare up a cigar and a lighter and take a picture. Yeah, how hard can that be? <laughs> yeah, and uh, how's the one fifteen? Maybe they treating? were putting this marketing plan together during quarantine. This is all they had access to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how's the one fifteen treating you? Uh, very, very well. Uh, I was blown away by this cigar when we first when I first had it a couple of weeks ago and I've just been smoking the heck out of it it's I, I had a long day today lots of meetings and 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 then went for a run and it was I was looking forward to this time of day today because I knew I was going to get to just sit back and relax and this is the perfect cigar for that yeah, I do. I have found myself. The big thing I miss is exactly what you think you would miss is seeing other people is being out. You know, last night was poker night and we, of course, didn't have a poker game and just seeing other people and checking on them and talking to them, which I've been texting with people a lot more, but it's not the same as sitting down and having a cigar with them. I have been seeing a lot of guys uh, in the uh, cigar community going on Instagram live. Mm-hmm. And what's really neat about that is that you, if they allow it, you can actually join someone's Instagram live. So there's two people kind of interacting and they can see the comments and stuff like that. It's the closest thing we have right now. And it has been fun to see local shop owners and managers and reps and, and getting a, a bit of a window when you can't do it in person. Well, let's step away for a break. When we come back, I want to dig into quarantine cigars. What's a good, what should we be smoking? What does it look like? Also, we got a great article about a lady accused of arson with a cigar and several other things. So we'll be back right after this. Trey here with this week's Cigar Under $8.00. I want to talk about a cigar from a brand that we mentioned earlier in the show, E.P. Carrillo. One of the flagships of their line for many, many years has been the Cardinal. And the Cardinal Maduro is, in fact, I think one of the best cigars that they make, especially for the price. It's a uh, Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper over Nicaraguan filler and Ecuadorian binder. Comes in in the medium full range and usually retails around six, seven bucks. So it's really hard to beat. Well, and this is a cigar that I think is kind of getting left behind because E.P. Carrillo is doing so much new stuff. And this is a cigar not that should not be left behind. And I'm going to have to talk to our local brick and mortar and find out why he's not ordered any of these. Because I remember smoking them a couple of years ago and them being really good. But then the inch came out and it seemed like that changed E.P. Carrillo's whole philosophy. Yeah, you're exactly right. The inch really took uh, as being mostly a, a bold cigar, had the size that was popular at the time, but the Cardinal has always been a brilliant standby. Uh, standby. It's hard to find in brick and mortars right now, but when you can, it's definitely worth the experience. Until next week, try the EP Carrillo Cardinal Maduro.
Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. This is one of your hosts, Shane, sitting in a remote location away from the man who must wear a hazmat suit to make love, Trey Dedman. I'm. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I have no. I, I have no words. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I was able to to leave you speechless. See, now that's a bump joke. It that's how a bump joke is constructed. <laughs> At all, I'm sitting here. I'm smoking the LFD football cigar. I'm um. You couldn't make a first down with the amount of cigar I have left. You are <laughs> all. I've got the football icon on it. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here puffing on it, kind of enjoying it, and. Just relaxing. I have another cigar for afterwards to play a little poker because it's it's kind of our evening to just sit and play poker. At least it's been warm. If this had happened in January, I would have had a real problem. Uh, I would have probably had to be checked into the loony bin. Uh, luckily, it's been nice. The rain finally stopped today. It's supposed to get up to almost 80 degrees and be sunny tomorrow. I cannot wait. I'll actually be able to get out of my Unabomber shed tomorrow and smoke on the patio. Yeah, and I'm I'm on the back porch. We've still got all the plastic up. We've had to kick the heater on a couple of times just to knock the chill out of the air when we were smoking out here at night. But by and large, we've had pretty decent weather for smoking on the back porch. So at least we've had that. Now, what has been your go-to quarantine cigar? Have you been limited by variety, or have you had the luxury of checking? What have you been looking at? I have been somewhat limited by variety, just because of the timing of everything. Uh, I've kind of talked on the show before about how I, I basically set myself a budget every month, and so this happening towards the end of the month, I had really pretty much already allocated the cigars I was going to buy and, and how I was going to spend that budget, and so... What I've been smoking the most of is the La, La Aurora ADN, and I actually picked up, right before all of this happened, a bundle of Smoker's Abbey's uh, house cigar that's made by Esteban Carreras, the, uh, the St. Francis. And those two cigars have really kept me going. You know, I picked up, like I said earlier in the show, I picked up a box of... 115s in a box of Africa's, but now I've got a pretty extensive humidor at home, and I'm really blessed. Now, I have been sharing. We had a friend that didn't have a lot of cigars, and we took him a bunch. You you know it's a friend when he brings you beef cigars, toilet paper, and paper towels. That's right. Is there any better friend a man can have? <laughs> All that, that's, that's man's best friend level love there. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually making lasagna for a friend that we're gonna take to uh, tomorrow. So yeah, that's toilet paper, paper towels, and cigars is about as good as it gets. Yeah, that's that's just about as good as it gets. Take care of people, and I and I will say, without talking about this stuff too much, for people that are already tired of hearing about it, I think we're doing pretty good so far. This is going, it's going to be interesting coming out of the backside of this because this is going to cause changes in telemedicine. It's going to cause changes in online education and maybe some people that found out that they're not necessarily essential workers will go out and get a skill to become essential. Well, and all, am I being too optimistic? 
Possibly. I I don't think, you know, just because you have a specific skill doesn't necessarily mean that you're essential. And there are plenty of unskilled workers, for example, the grocery store bag boys that are considered essential right now, and they that's not a skilled position. But then there are other people where it, where it's both. But I do think you're right that it is going to cause people to change the way they think about how they're employed, whether it's their capabilities of work from home. I know in Nashville in the last few years, we've seen a pretty big influx in p- companies moving their headquarters from New York to Nashville. And in, and the New York mindset is one that's very anti-telecommuting and working from home because you just go get on the subway. They always run, and then you like it's, it's too easy to make it in the office. And so what I think we're going to see is when businesses don't shut down as a result of this because people are staying just as effective from home, I think we're going to see a lot of those policies change. Well, and I'll tell you, my wife's company has been at the forefront of this. They, the switch from, hey, everybody stay at home was completely seamless because for two years now, they've had, hey, one day a week work from home. One day, pick a day a week and we want you to work from home that day. And that's really forward thinking. That's, there's no telling how much money that little process has saved them during this whole event. Meanwhile, the jack wagon who owns the company right next door to her office has had a confirmed case in his employee, in his staff, and is remaining open and keeping his people coming to work. Well, there's, there's arguments on that. He's also one of those guys that people have been out to get for a long time anyway, so if it wasn't this, they'd find something else to yell at him about. Well, I, I have no shortage of things to yell at him about, but this one is a pretty easy target. But let's go back to cigars. I'm ready to go back to cigars. Let's, let's right. not pick the low-hanging fruit at all. So my quarantine cigars has been a... I've been smoking an Africa of the morning just because it's so good. And I kind of, you know, I've That's extended my walks start the of my lab... Well, it is, but I've kind of been treating the... I'm sensitive. (laughs) I know you'd never thought you'd hear me say that. I'm sensitive to the energy kind of going around. And I get angry at people that overreact and get scared for no reason and just use this as an excuse to sell newspapers and things like that. So as part of managing that anxiety is move to longer walks in the morning, and a little better Africa, a little better cigar when I get back to kind of, to get me in the right mindset to take on my day. And all, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, I get that. I I have noticed uh, probably for a similar reason uh, that my first cigar of the day has started getting probably about an hour or two earlier than it used to be. Just because the the anxiety and the frustration and all that stuff starts to starts to get to that fever pitch a little bit quicker than it used to. Well, and I've this is probably I have probably unfollowed more people on Facebook in the past week than I have the entire time I've been on Facebook. 
just just for my own mental health. If all they know is doom and gloom and the wor- and this is the worst thing that's ever happened, I ain't got no need to follow them. And I've made serious revisions to my ninja slash zombie apocalypse team. There's been a lot of people that don't make the team anymore that used to be on the zem- the ninja zombie apocalypse team. Now were those Not two ninja separate? zombies, ninja or zombies? Gotcha. Yeah, two separate teams. I, well, really, really, it's just ninja apocalypse. Because when you're prepared, if you prepare for ninja and you get zombie, you're going to be fine. But if you prepare for zombie and you get ninja, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> So I I've really made the switch, and it's now a, I'm preparing for Ninja Apocalypse. Because and once prepared for the Ninja Apocalypse, are you not just Apocalypse prepared? You should be able to pretty much handle anything once you've Ninja Apocalypse. It, it's hard to think of anything that that level of preparation would not have you ready for. Yeah, I just I've got to think that that's the way to go. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a prepper, that's definitely the way to go. <laughs> But we'll talk a little bit more. And, you know, my afternoon quarantine cigar has been the 115 or something else of those lines. I've not smoked a lot of medium filler cigars because I've not really increased my consumption, but I've increased my quality of cigar just because of dealing with stress, just dealing with the stress and laying it all back. Yeah, and I've got, you know... I do keep some of those cheap, either medium filler or, you know, even the really cheap long filler cigars. I keep a pretty good stash of those around the house just because, you know, by by the time I get to the end of the day, yeah, I definitely want an ADN or a 115 or something that's really going to hit the mark. But when you start smoking your first cigar at, at 9.30, 10 o'clock on a work day, you're not necessarily going to appreciate everything that that cigar has to offer. So I try and I try and start the day with something that I know I'm going to enjoy, but not intending to to do anything else. So this article from ABC 10 News, San Diego. And all it caught my eye and I, I just I love so much about this article. A 76 year old woman was res- was arrested on suspicion of sparking a fire that damaged the East County strip mall. Um, Leona Head is this lady's name, and I, I swear I've heard that name before. I don't know where. I love but the fact that they she, describe her as a transient. Yes, a transient woman. So I guess they hope she's on her way out. I guess so. Long, long gone are the days when the county sheriff could take you to the city limits and say, I don't want to see you back around here. Well, for some reason we lost that. Yeah, I think it's because they kept doing it to Vietnam vets who came back and destroyed the city and killed everyone inside. Well, yes, we all seen first blood, but he he redeemed himself. Uh, agreed. <laughs> and all and, and there there was some extenuating circumstances. Half our audience has no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> but but the other two of you are laughing your brains out. So <laughs> Head admitted to starting the fire by trying to extinguish a lit cigar with a bottle of liquid labeled Clorox. Now, I know I keep a bottle of Clorox around to extinguish my cigars, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, love, I, I love the way that's described, though. They, she, tried to, uh, she tried to extinguish it with a bottle of liquid labeled Clorox. They're very clear to say she didn't use Clorox, but whatever was in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> The liquid appeared to be a flammable... Pure grain alcohol. 
Yeah, somebody trying to keep their kid from drinking their stash. Exactly. The liquid appeared to be a flammable substance and spread the fire to an electrical box. And then the fire spread up the wall and to the roof to an adjacent strip mall. So this is a real Rube Goldberg fire starting going on. This is the worst arson ever. (laughs) And then she just stands around and watches it go up. Yeah, and... Okay, first and foremost, this young transient lady doesn't obviously doesn't listen to the cigar cast, or she'd know you don't put a cigar out. You lay it down. And it'll go and out on its own. And you let it die of natural causes. Yes, you, you let it go out with dignity. You don't try to douse it and all and leave a soggy cigar butt laying around. I do get the impression, though, this is another one of those circumstances where... Uh, Our desire to have clarification on the definition of what constitutes a cigar in this case would make a very big difference. I think... That's true. But I think it goes the opposite way this time. If she was trying to put out a Padron with a bottle labeled Clorox, I think I'm more likely to give her the death penalty there than if she's trying to use that method with a Swisher Sweet. Yeah, she definitely gets the chair for trying to Clorox a Padron to death. <laughs> I mean, that's just... That, there, there's no excuse for that. That's just bad form. Well, why don't, why don't we touch on a little legislative news real quick? Which is funny because, um, uh, you know, just, most people would not think that there is any legislation news to be had this week. And I was actually surprised to see anything, but it makes total sense. Um, the Cigar Rights of America is uh, filing a petition with, uh, or no, yeah, along with PCA, um, has filed a position to push back the uh, May 12th deadline for substantial equivalence. Right. So substantial equivalence is one of three paths to product approval. And um, that is you either have a predicate blend or you have a... um, you go through the substantial equivalent process. What's the third way, Trey? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, and just, just legacy, sure. legacy blend. Yeah, that's predicate blend. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then, all, and, anyway. then the, uh, and then the testing. Right, the testing. Which they've not okay. outlined what that so, looks like or what it is. Here's the deal. May 12th is when the deadline for this was. Fellas, if you ain't got your act together enough that you can't have it ready by May 12th, at this point, you really weren't planning to have it ready by May 12th, were you? I'm not going to, I'm not necessarily going to agree with you on that because as we've seen many times before with, as this thing has gotten bounced around and bandied about, timing oftentimes is everything. And so it may not be so much that they were never going to be ready for May 12th, so now they aren't. It could have been that something that needed to happen this week that got the ball rolling for part of what they're going to do couldn't be done, and then and it, it throws off the timing of everything. That would be my guess. I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that being part of it. I could see that being somewhat... There, but I don't know. I, you know, I don't have to get ready because I stay ready. You know, when this whole thing started, I started with half a cow in the freezer, 
enough toilet paper to service that paper towels because when that stuff's on sale i buy it anyway yeah so i'm when somebody says oh we need another six months because of the coronavirus so that we can be ready by may 12th on march 25th i find that highly suspect and all now i'm in favor of giving them the delay because that gives us longer to get the premium cigar exemption straightened out where it's not just cigars over 12 but i um i don't I feel like that's what they should say. Hey, we're trying to get these exemptions through, and Congress is closed, so delay it. Yeah, and that's why I go back to that timing thing. I think there's there's either either other stays that they had planned or, or other type of arguments. I will say a little bit of devil's advocate to this, though, would be if the government shut down. I'm sure the, I'm sure the attorneys for the government aren't, but this could actually turn over in your favor if you've got— if you're sitting over here continuing to work through the shutdown, planning on that May 12th number while the member of the people that are that you're going up against are, you know, sitting at home watching cat videos, it could actually be to your advantage to keep the date. Now, I don't know all the ins and outs of, of how this is going to work and who's working on it and that stuff to know if that would actually be true. But I, it could be possible in a perfect scenario. It could be, and it could be just simple as, hey, any excuse to delay it is an excuse to delay it. Let's try. And if I were you know, a betting man, there's a lot of legal. If I were a betting man, I'd say that's the nail on the head right there. The Unabomber shed's starting to get smoky. I'm starting to see smoke gathering behind you and around you in the Unabomber shed. It's really not that so. bad. It's not very <laughs> smoky in here, and I've I'm down. You know, I've only got about a third of the cigar left, and I'm I'm still in good shape. I'm still breathing easy. My wife giggles every time I call it the Unabomber shed. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I am enjoying that particular part of it. But all right, let's cover one more article before we wrap it up this all week. All right, let's do it. This from CSQ Magazine, Cigar, Scotch, and Spirits section. And I don't know what CSQ stands for. But five tobacco growers and blenders mastering the cigar craft. And I'll, and what I like about this article is it doesn't smack of being bought and paid for. This smacks of being a really true article. And I'll, did you get that feeling when you read it two minutes I, ago? I, I did. I did. It's been a little bit longer. Than that. Um, it stands for C-Suite Quarterly. I'm not really sure. That doesn't really help us at all. Um, no. Yeah, this does not stink of, of a lot of interference by advertising dollars or anything. Everything that they're talking about, it it, it passes the it ta- it passes the sniff test. So the first cigar they talk about is the Arturo Fuente Opus X, and I didn't know this. It was always assumed the soil characteristics of the Dominican Republic made it an unsuitable place to grow cigar wrapper tobacco. That is until Arturo Fuente brand put their horticultural expertise to work and started growing usable Dominican wrapper tobacco, but also some of the finest Dominican wrapper tobacco. Yeah, I, so I wasn't aware of that either. Um, the other, the next one they talk about is the LFD 2020 football cigar. So I'm sitting here smoking a football cigar, 
at all. But this this one is the one they made for the Super Bowl, the one they're talking about here. And okay, so I got a question: Do they do they stamp out these little tobacco footballs and paste them in? How do they get the tobacco the football on the cigar? Yeah, I'm assuming they they stamp it and glue it. It's it's got to be something like that. It's got to be something where they're you know they've got a a sheet of these somewhere that they can just lay out and and paste onto there. You need to give all, Pedro a or you, next time you talk to Pedro, you need to ask him because I've actually seen him do some cigars with those little inlays and things. Right, and I've actually been there. Um, his roller actually made my wife a Green Bay Packers cigar. And I'll just and he's so talented. It was just off a picture of a Green Bay Packers logo, and he cut it out right there of his Shavada and put it on her cigar. And all, which is pretty amazing. So this is, but these look like they're probably stamped out or something for consistency's sake. Probably so. When you're making that many at a time, for sure. And because I, I don't know how many footballs they're handling in the Dominican Republic, I've, I've got to think there's not as many footballs being handled there as one might think. I would assume not. Uh, the next one on the but, list is the Davidoff Escurio, which I've actually had, and it's one of the better Davidoffs that you can get your hands on. It's actually got some flavor to it. Uh, it's pretty complex. And it's it's one of the bolder offerings from Davidoff as well, which tends to be yours and my complaint against them is that they just tend not to be very <laughs> they tend not to be very bold. That retro, Are you laughing at me coughing over y- here? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I, ca- I called a stray retro hair that hell there. Yeah, and then they do a Davidoff Florida. How did Davidoff get two on this list? I'm, I'm, I'm a little more suspect. That makes me a little more suspect. But then they redeem themselves with the Padron Anniversario. And they tend and, to agree with you. They chose the 64, not the 26. Well, anybody that puts a list together of the greatest cigar makers in the business and doesn't put Padron in there is just not paying attention. Yeah. Have you ever known anybody that smoked a Padron that didn't like it? I'm, I'd be venturing, I, I, I would be willing to bet that there is somebody out there, but I've never witnessed it. No, even um, a couple of weeks ago after our bachelor party trip, I come, I come in and one of the guys that went with us that's never bought a Padron in his life was in the cigar shop smoking a Padron because he said, boy... Those we had after dinner were so good, he went ahead and sprung for a Padron. There you go. Once you know, you know. Yeah, he's developing a palate. It's interesting watching him develop a palate because he's always got 20 things going on at once. So to see him slow down and actually develop a cigar palate has been an interesting, interesting feature in all this. It has been, that is for sure. Well, let's wrap it up. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of us, Trey. All right. So you can get a hold of us via email at info at thecigarcast.com. We're on facebook.com slash thecigarcast and Instagram and Twitter at thecigarcast. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening this week. And try not to get too stressed out. Relax. Light up a good cigar. And think well of us. <laughs>